0: Welcome to The Daily Objective, day 84 of the war in Israel. I'm joined today by Yaron Brook. Yaron is the chairman of the board at the Ayn Rand Institute. He is the host of The Yaron Brook Show. Yaron, welcome to The Daily Objective. It's good to be here, Buzzy. Thanks for joining me. Um, so I want to start with uh, the title, the title of this episode, even though you didn't choose it, uh, and uh, correct me if, if I'm wrong, I think you don't disagree with it. Uh, we titled it how israel can defeat the palestinians and you know you look at this title and uh, regular viewers of this channel and of your channel wouldn't find it that controversial but this is not something that even israel says israel doesn't say they're fighting against the palestinians they're fighting against hamas and trying to avoid um uh, hurting the palestinians so uh yeah what's up with this
1: uh it's exactly that, that Israel doesn't define the war with, uh, as a war with the Palestinians that makes it almost impossible for Israel to win this war. Uh, you know, Hamas was the government, was the uh, the, the government of the, of Gaza. It was, uh, it was, uh, had every function of government. It uh, ruled Gaza. You don't say, uh, you know, when, when the United States invaded Iraq, it didn't say we're fighting the Ba'ath Party. We're just after the bath party. I mean, the war was with Iraq. Everybody understood that. Uh, when when it, the United States was in uh, was in um, uh, Vietnam, the war wasn't against. Uh, and, and, you know, these are wars that America lost. So defining them appropriately didn't even help them. Or during World War II, which a lot of people are using to compare to the war in Gaza in terms of good and evil. Certainly, I think it's a good comparison. Um, it, it wasn't that we weren't fighting the Nazis. They're fighting Germany. And uh, the the whole idea was to fight Germany. And and at the end of the day, the Palestinians are going to be left in Gaza and in the West Bank. And the only way Israel can achieve peace long term is for the Palestinians to change and uh, to change their attitude, to change their views, to change their uh, perception of Israel, to change their perception of themselves. And the only way for that to happen is for them to be thoroughly defeated. That is for them to have the view that uh, fighting Israel is is never going to be successful. Um, that the path that they've been on for about a hundred years now, more than a hundred years, but uh, you know, uh, probably one hundred and five years or so is uh, is only going to lead to defeat, and and there's no hope for them to achieve any goal using it, uh, other than death and, uh, and poverty, uh, and uh, that they need to change their ways. And uh, that kind of change of mindset only comes with defeat, and yet that is the only way Israel and the Palestinians can live at peace. The only way is for the Palestinians to change that mindset.
0: So I think the only thing you said uh, since the start of the war that I disagreed with is you said you were surprised by how strong Israel's uh, response was. Uh, what what did you expect? Uh, so when when you saw what was going on on October seventh, what what was your what was the response from Israel that you expected to see?
1: Yeah, I mean, I expected the response that Israel is engaged in in the past. They they they, they bomb a little bit. They send uh, some troops in, uh, maybe some special forces in. They they'd kill a bunch of the Hamas leadership, they'd they'd bomb uh, a bunch of their bases, they destroy a few tunnels. They declared that Hamas is wiped out as they did in 2021, not that long ago. Did you remember that in 2021, Israel uh, put 160 airplanes into the air, bombed uh, tunnels in Gaza, and declared that they killed 450 Hamas fighters and destroyed their entire tunnels network. And uh, that was they they did a whole, you know, uh, a parade of victory and they and they went home. And of course, it turns out that they maybe killed 10 Hamas fighters, not 450. Uh, they obviously did not destroy the tunnel network, as we're seeing right now. The tunnel network is a lot faster than anything that they might have destroyed in 2021. Uh, you know, Israel is very, very, very good at self-delusion. Israel is very, very good at, uh, uh, you know, pretending that they've done something uh, when they haven't. Uh, Israel is supremely arrogant when it comes to their own self-defense. We saw that in the fact that October 7th even happened. That couldn't have happened if Israel had been on its guard, if Israel had taken the intelligence that it had seriously. And I expected that arrogance to be reflected in, you know, a, a... you know, more more intense than 2021, more intense maybe than than uh, the other two wars they fought in Gaza, 2014 and was it 2008, maybe, 7-8. Um, but but they've done more. They've done more than I expected, less than what they need to. So uh, it's, it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, this is good. It, it will at least buy them some peace and quiet for, I don't know, for a few years, maybe a decade or so. Uh, But it won't. What they've done so far is not enough for them uh, to have changed the dynamics, not just with the Palestinians, but I believe they had an opportunity and have an opportunity still to change the dynamics in the Middle East completely in Israel's favor.
0: Something we've seen on this channel in the in the comments section uh, in you know, recently, and you've been used to for years as people uh, being annoyed by us for saying uh, that, you know, for criticizing Trump and criticizing Netanyahu. Uh, so I have a two part question here. One is. What do you think uh, America's reaction would be had Trump been president today rather than Biden? And then uh, on Netanyahu. What's the alternative? Is there an alternative uh, or is he, you know, the lesser of all evils?
1: So who knows exactly what would have happened if Trump was there, but he would have wanted to cut a deal. He's a deal maker. He would have wanted to make a deal. He would have encouraged Netanyahu to make a deal. He he, he doesn't like Netanyahu. He despises Netanyahu. Who knows how it would have gone? Um, I, you know, uh, impossible to tell. It, it really is. He, he, he has... You know, the thing about Trump is he has no principles. He has no ideas. He has no, you know, North Star, if you will, direction. He is uh, off the cuff. And uh, it also depends who his national security advisor what it would be, uh, it, you know, it might be different if it's John Bolton, but John Bolton will never see that position again. Or if it's some weird, you know, national conservative guy who he appoints uh, in the future. It's very, very difficult to say, but one thing I'm pretty confident of that that uh, it wouldn't be that different than Biden. And at the end of the day, he like uh, like Biden would be pushing pressure on Israel to negotiate, to cut a deal, to to compromise, to to figure something out. Uh, he he would be as beholden to the Saudis as Biden has been, maybe even more so. Uh, the Saudis are very much engaged with and uh and uh, re- related to the the Trump family and uh, I'm sure he would have his uh uh he would be very uh, open to any suggestions the Saudis might have um so yeah I I don't think it would be dramatically different than Biden but it could be much worse and it could be better it could have been better but um it, it's it's impossible to say and there certainly is a possibility it's worse remember most of the pro-israel stuff that that trump did uh he did because he did under the guidance of his brother in law uh uh his son-in-law sorry son-in-law kushner and i'm not sure he would be involved in a future administration of trump um his daughter melania who's married to jared kushner wasn't even in the christmas photos this year the family photos so um there's some tension within the trump family Uh, you know, we can do a show on gossip later and uh, I can tell you what I think. No, I, I have no idea why, but uh, that is what's being reported. Um, who knows? Uh, uh, Krishna was the guy who was really pro-Israel and I'm not, and also very pro Saudi Arabia. He got rewarded for that by getting two $2 billion, I think, $2 billion of Saudi money uh, for his private equity fund. So Kushner, you know, is busy investing the Saudi money all over the place. Um, yeah, given the people around Trump, I don't know that would be good. But on the other hand, Trump has to appease the evangelicals, right? Uh, Trump's base are the evangelicals, and the evangelicals love Israel for all the wrong reasons, but because, you know, but they love Israel because one day the evangelicals will decide that the next war that Israel's engaged in is actually the war that leads to Armageddon, you know, where Jesus comes back and all the Jews convert to Christianity or go to hell. And, and then they'll flip. So who knows what, you know, when when somebody's a mystic, you cannot predict their alliance from year to year. So I, I don't know, but I, I wouldn't think it would be dramatically better. Um, in terms of, um, in terms of uh, uh, Netanyahu, I don't know. Anybody would be better? Uh, anybody just randomly throw a dart at the uh, Knesset uh, roster? Uh, I'm sorry, guys, I've been saying this since, I don't know, about 2000, um, when he, and Netanyahu was first prime minister, I think it was 97 '8 something like that. He was he was first prime minister for a short period of time after Robin um, was assassinated. And um, he had written this great book on terrorism where he was never going to negotiate, never negotiate with terrorists. And one of the first things he did as prime minister was negotiate with Yasser Arafat and cut a deal and it became evident that he was not a man of wood not a man of principle he gave great speeches he still does he gives the best speech in english anybody does right I, I mean and and americans just melt when he speaks he's got a great voice he's got a you know he's got charisma and he just the, the speeches are really really good he doesn't give good speeches in hebrew i happen to know hebrew as the Razi, so we know this um and he's, and he's never lived up to any of his speeches. He's never done what he says he will do. He's he's He hasn't dealt with Hamas. He is responsible for October 7th uh, because he had at least three opportunities over the last 16 years to deal with Hamas and he did not. He hasn't dealt with Hezbollah. He's had multiple opportunities to deal with Hezbollah and he has not. He hasn't dealt with Iran, even though he keeps talking about Iran, he keeps saying it's an existential threat to Israel. He hasn't done anything about Iran. He's had opportunities to deal with Iran. He's 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 basically folded on those opportunities, defaulted on them. Why didn't he do it while Trump was prime minister, president, and Trump was supposedly so pro-Israel? Why didn't Netanyahu just take out the Iranian nuclear program? Um, so he grovels before the Americans. He grovels. I mean, he supported Hamas. Israel under his leadership has provided Hamas with. Uh, electricity and water, and and allowed them to be funded to the tune of billions and billions of dollars by the Qataris and the UN and the Americans and everybody else. And he's done nothing. He, he, uh, he you know, he, again, he speaks a great. And it, and then on top of that, from a domestic perspective, he he uh, he appeases the worst elements of the religious right, the worst uh, ultra orthodox uh, elements within Israeli society. He appeases over and over again when he's had opportunities to form right-wing secular coalitions. Um, he has refused to do so, um, and and in favor of going with his ultra-orthodox, crazy um, uh, religious right, who 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 uh, uh, suck, uh, you know, the, the Israeli treasury with massive amounts of um, of welfare and who refuse to send their young people uh, to the army, even though all other Israelis have to go, uh, they don't. Um, they pray instead. Uh, and he, he has, he's been willing to accommodate all their demands in terms of uh, uh, giving religion a priority in Israel in ways that I think are, are, are despicable and erode the separation of state from religion. Um, and he'll do anything at the end of the day, and this is the bottom line, he'll do anything to sustain his political career. Bibi Netanyahu is all about power. Oh, the other thing is, of course, when he was finance minister, he was actually pretty good. Actually got some real, uh, you know, free market reforms uh, in, in the government where he was not prime minister, but he was finance minister. As soon as he became prime minister, he shut down any future reforms. And the liberals within his government, those who wanted to uh, expand uh, liberal free market reforms in the economy, he shut them down. He wouldn't let anything get passed. Um, So he's a power lusting politician who has done nothing good. Nothing, nothing, all caps, nothing. Um, So anybody would have done, I think, uh, at least as bad of a job as he did. And maybe by chance, one of them would have done a better job. I think just, just, Looking out there, I think Naftali Bennett would probably be a better uh, prime minister if he had the right kind of coalition with him. I think that probably, and I don't know the internal politics of the Likud, there are probably better people inside the Likud who could run it. There certainly have been many, many members in the Likud who reached the point where they thought they could be leaders and left the Likud. So there's a number of people outside of the Likud that could be better. Um, It shouldn't be one of the generals. The generals again should be blamed. The, the previous generals, Gantz and all those guys, they're all responsible for October seventh. They're all responsible for the fact that the Israeli military does not have enough, for example, uh, ammunition right now to sustain a long war on multiple fronts. They're all responsible for the fact that they the Hamas was not taken seriously. Uh, it cannot be one of the last five or six uh, generals. It has to be somebody. Uh, 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 if on the political, I guess the political side, maybe somebody knew, I don't know. But suddenly, I, I think of all of them, I, I'm most impressed by Bennett. That doesn't mean anything until they become prime minister and we see what they do. Who knows?
0: Yeah, we were we were told that this uh, coalition is the most right wing in Israel's history. And on, on many issues, it is on how they're uh, fighting this war. Not so, so much. As,
1: as you might know. I don't like right, left, and I don't consider myself right, and I don't support right. Uh, you know, I, I, is this the most pro individual rights? Is this the most capitalist? Is this the most liberty-oriented government possible in Israel? And it, the answer to that is absolutely not. And part of that you can tell by the kind of the kind of uh, um, judicial reform that they try to pass, which is a travesty. And uh, uh, anti-liberal, in in a classical liberal sense, anti-freedom, anti-capitalist. You know, Israel might need legislation, legislative form, certainly does. But this particular plan that they put together uh, was one that only uh, emboldened and increased the power of the legislature branch above all other branches in a way that leads to much more authoritarian government, not towards more freedom and liberalism.
0: Um, yeah, and uh, just before, uh, by the way, I wanted to correct you. Uh, Ivanka is uh Trump's daughter, Melania is his wife. I don't know that he can tell the difference, so you uh certainly don't have to, but uh, one of them
1: wasn't in the photo. I, I, I don't know uh which one and w- what's going on inside it anyway. I, I I don't think Kushner's on his good side these days, so uh, I'm not sure he would make it into a future administration. Uh, he's not, I don't think he's quite. I don't know what the edgy enough. I, I, I think, uh, his son, uh, if I get Trump Jr. Is much more likely to be, uh, maybe I'll just make Trump Jr. VP candidate. I think an all Trump ticket would be, would be, uh, would be ideal.
0: Uh, yeah. And, um, the Trump family. <clears throat> uh, yeah. By the way, one of the reasons that Tanya is not on, uh, Trump's good side is because he after the election uh, called to congratulate Biden, which is what people do after leaders do after elections, whether or not you like the person elected or not. Trump, of course, was uh, pushing the election was stolen uh, uh, line and uh, he didn't like what Netanyahu. uh, Netanyahu My guess
1: is if if uh, if Netanyahu had known that Trump might win again, he might have uh, he might have tackled that a little differently. Given the political animal that he is,
0: so uh, Netanyahu a few days ago published a, a, an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, and we we discussed this on the uh, on the reality show. And uh, you know, I I didn't like it, even though some of the content was good ideas. One one of which was that uh, the Palestinian Authority cannot be involved in a future government in Gaza. Now, I didn't like it because I didn't believe that he is going to follow through. Do you think Netanyahu will prevent uh, the US and whoever wants the Palestinian Authority to be involved in a, a future Gaza government from uh from doing so?
1: No, again, that was a speech in English. He gave a good speech in English. He wrote a good up-ad, maybe a good up-ad, I haven't read it, in English. So I, I don't take anything he says in English seriously. It's targeted at a particular audience. It's very good at getting them riled up, but it means nothing. Um Will the Palestinian Authority be involved in a future settlement? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any question. Uh, you know, I don't think Israel has the 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 guts to to tell the Americans and everybody else and the Saudis the Saudi. You know, there'll be this grand deal where the Saudis promise to normalize relationship with Israel. Uh, they're already starting to do that. If if you look about, you know, all the shipping is stuck. So if you look at how goods are being transported from the Gulf and from Saudi Arabia to Europe, you'll find a lot of trucks traveling through Saudi Arabia into Jordan and on into Israel and to Haifa and being put on ships in Haifa and traveling to Europe. Um, not a lot of talked about that. My guess is that the uh, the Gulf states and uh, Saudi Arabia don't want that talked about. Uh, but the fact is that the cooperation already exists. Uh, look, the Saudis will normalize relationship with Israel in some way, Israel will kind of deal with the Palestinian Authority. Maybe they'll maybe they'll all kind of retire about, you know, Mahmoud Abbas, who is uh, how old? In his 80s anyway. So uh, and they'll they'll pretend that there's a new peace loving generation of uh, of uh, Palestinian Authority uh, politicians that can now take over and uh, and establish themselves. Um and uh, yeah, and they'll cut some kind of grand deal. Maybe maybe we'll have the UN peacekeeping troops in Gaza. Maybe we'll have Egypt. Well, I don't know that Egypt wants it, but may, maybe your Saudis or maybe some multinational force is goes into Gaza and creates a buffer zone. We know that works really, really well. It's worked so well in Lebanon. It worked well in the Sinai before 1967 war. It's it's just a recipe for peace, um, everlasting peace for Israel. And those of you who don't know the history, I'm being uh, cynical. Um it, it, so uh, but I, I think that's that's the outline of some deal. I mean, you're already seeing Israel, Israeli weak Israel's resolve weaken Ehud Olmert, who was prime minister in the past of Israel, not a particularly crazy left winger. And yet uh, he published an op-ed today in Haaretz uh, newspaper uh, calling uh, for an immediate, comprehensive uh, cessation of fighting in exchange for hostage uh, release and a negotiated negotiated settlement with the Palestinians. So uh, within Israel, you're already hearing voices, and we're not talking about the crazy uh, leftists. There are not that many crazy leftists anymore in Israel. We're talking about pretty middle-of-the-road people like Erdogan talking about, okay, we've done enough. We can't do more. There's a humanitarian crisis after all. We have to feel sorry for the Palestinians. This is really bad. And and the point is, no, they're not not defeated. You'll know when they're defeated. You'll know when um, there's a real humanitarian crisis in Gaza, when uh, the Palestinians hand over the Hamas leadership to the Israelis. Or they decapitate them and they put their, 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 their heads on sticks and show it to the Israelis or something that illustrates them uh, uh, being, uh, uh, you know, willing to hand over the Palestinians or willing to turn uh, turn away from Hamas or the Palestinians to turn away from Hamas. Uh, we're starting to see little bits of that, um, but uh, but that has to be full on and it has to be Literally, the Palestinian civilians helping Israel defeat Hamas. That's when you'll know um, Israel is on the path to victory. And again, it's 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 close. It could happen. But Israel has to sustain the pressure, and has to sustain it. And, and the aid trucks being driven into Gaza does not help. What you want, and I, and I know this is going to cause people some angst out there. What you want is a much, much more severe humanitarian crisis.
0: Yeah, in the first few days of uh of after October 7th it was reported that Israel told Egypt if you send fuel trucks to Gaza we will bomb them. Uh a lot has changed since which uh kind of leads me to my next question which is if you were in charge uh and and or if you were an advisor to whoever is in charge knowing there's geopolitical diplomatic uh, constraints or whatever you you don't want to piss off the the US um what would you have done? Right after October seventh, and what would you do if if you were to take over today?
1: Well, I would have, I would have, I would have said to the Americans and I would have said to the Israeli people, "Look, uh, we will do whatever we can militarily to free the hostages, but we will not negotiate with Hamas." Uh, I would have told the Americans, "You know, we need your help. We need your ammunition. We need we need your military assistance, but but out." We're going to try to make this fast. We're going to try to make this quick, but this is going to be bloody. A lot of Palestinian civilians are going to die. Prepare yourself. This is this is going to happen. And I would have never done a ceasefire and, and, and exchanged uh, prisoners and allowed for aid to be in. I would have driven. Uh, I would have, first of all, I would have started bombing and I would have invaded. Now, I don't have intelligence info, so I granted, I can't say without that, but To the extent that you believe that Israel had already plans to invade Gaza, that they were drawn up before this, you'd think, at least from my time in the military, would be suggestive that they had, and they had enough and they could update them within 48 hours. I would have, uh, within 48 hours, I would have invaded Gaza. I would have bombed the hell out of it. Uh, I would have uh, told the Gazans that they have a lot less time than Israel gave them to evacuate south or uh, I, I saw one Israeli ex-general propose telling them all to go to the beach. The sand, if you're on, if you're, if you're between the ocean and the buildings, you're safe. Anywhere else, you're not safe. And and uh, it, it's absurd that Rafa, for example, now has basically two million Palestinians in this tiny little place. And uh, the Hamas leadership is probably there and they won't be able to get him because there are too many civilians. They're surrounded by them and they can't get it. So, the, to get the leadership, they would have had to get them in the first few days. So, you know, and and enter in, uh, enter in uh, with as much might as possible, uh, with as much power as possible before the Palestinians had time to set up um, and use those bunker bu- busting bombs, knowing that buildings are going uh, to collapse to get rid of some of the tunnels and destroy some of the tunnels, particularly if you thought and look you would have had to accept. And I said this on my show, I think on the 8th, you have to fight the wars if the hostages are dead. You just have to, and you can't, they can't weaken you. And what's happened is Israel's fighting the war. They're not bombing tunnels. If they think the hostages might be there, they're very careful, they're very cautious. And that is allowing the Hamas leadership who are probably surrounded by the hostages to uh, escape being uh, being killed and captured. And that cannot be allowed. So as tragic as it is, and as responsible as this Israeli government is for those hostages, because it's their fault, um, I, I just don't think you can win if you are focused on uh, the hostage issue.
0: Uh, and one last question: Would you have also taken any military action in uh, Judean Samaria, the, the uh, southern Lebanon, Iran?
1: I think in Judean Samaria they're probably doing the right thing. It's it's on a it's on a a, a, a lower flame right now. They're in five different. As of yesterday, they were four yesterday. I think they're as a, they're in five different cities in in uh, in the West Bank, um, and uh, and they are uh, they're taking out the 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 the. The people involved there, uh, you, you know. But I would have, and I said this on the eighth, on October eighth, I would have preemptively taken out Hezbollah, including, by the way, um, their entire leadership in in Beirut. I, you know, again, I don't have the intelligence. Obviously, Nasrallah is afraid because he wouldn't even make a public appearance in front of his fans. He did it by video, so who knows? He might be in some. You know, we all know, or I know, because uh, I, I know this from nineteen eighty two that there are vast tunnel networks under Beirut, under West Beirut, where the Hezbollah and before them, the PLO. The PLO dug the tunnels and now the Hezbollah uses them. So who knows if you can get to the Hezbollah leadership, they might be so deep down. This is like, what, 40 years since 1982? So they've done some digging since then. Um, but yeah, you 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 would have, Israel needed to preempt it, um, uh, preempt Hezbollah, what they're doing, the tit-for-tat they're doing in the Northern border is ridiculous. Now, again, I don't have any special knowledge here. Israel might not have enough weapon systems to do that. Israel might not have enough troops. It might not have good enough intelligence. So there might be lots of reasons why they're not doing it. Uh, supposedly, Israel was going to do it, and and uh, Biden uh, talked them off of it. One of the reasons America sent a uh, sends, send a battle group uh, to the Eastern Mediterranean uh, off the coast of Israel. I think, was to basically say to Israel, look, if Hezbollah gets super aggressive, we'll we'll help you out. We'll knock down the missiles out of the air ourselves uh, from, from our ships. Uh, so that was Biden trying to get Israel not to attack Hezbollah. Uh, but it, it, Israel needed to, but much more importantly, it needed to crush the Palestinians. It needed to bring the Palestinians to heel. It has not done that, and it will suffer for that uh, for decades to come.
0: On that positive note, uh, tomorrow on the daily objective, uh, debunking the Palestinian refugees lie. We are uh, a minute or so after we go off the air. We have the reality show. An hour, uh, I'll be on. Review.
1: I'll be on live in an hour. So,
0: and uh, and we will be on live in a minute uh, with our year in review. Your um, own Brook uh, at Your Own Brook on Twitter X. Your uh, Own Brook Show uh, on YouTube. Your Own did I forget anything? I think we're good. own. thank you for joining me. Thanks, Happy everybody, for year. watching. If you find value in this content, please like, subscribe, and, of course, share it with anybody who you think might benefit from it. Thank you, and we'll see you in a minute. See you in
1: 2024.